No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, guess what? This is John Helps You Write Better, and I'm John, so we're going to write better. Yeah, we're just going to do that now. Here we go. And today's episode... It doesn't really have like a like a sponsor because I, I didn't I received no no payment for this, but I did get a reminder. So so let's let's say we have a, a reminding to do. Uh, and that's to back up all your stuff, you know, just somewhere, be it cloud, be it physical media, be it both, somewhere in some way, shape, or form, back up your stuff. All your stuff. The, those photos, the the videos, the audio, the the whatever, everything you got, you should have your own copy of it just in case on the off chance some service or something collapses or falls apart. You have some pool from which to draw on for all your needs, whatever they might be. So here's your reminder, go back your stuff up. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, instead today I, I want to talk about a a thing I noticed in social media discourse. Wow, won't that be fun and enlightening for all of us, but it, it's come up enough times that I'm, I'm now officially irritated about it. So it means it's worth spending a few minutes and talking about it. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there is a, uh, a kind of, um, production. Let's be nice about it. There's a kind of production that's done on booktube that is mirrored on book talk. And, uh, it, it, it sucks. It sucks on toast. It it doesn't do what I think they think it's doing. I'll explain. I'll explain. Hang on. Booktube, uh, we'll start there, is the section of YouTube dedicated to book reviews, publishing news, um, author drama and bullshit, and, and anything having to do with books except writing them. Because the writing section of BookTube is not about writing. It's about writing to trend and writing to taste, as opposed to what you and I do here, where we actually talk about craft and why you shouldn't hyphenate after an adverb and why you should, you know, try to not deal in prologues and epilogues and interlogues. The craft section can, you know, is over there off to the side unimportant to these people. Now you might say that's a really bold claim, John. How, how can you be so certain that the craft part of this is so unimportant to these people? It's because they're wrong about craft. They're just wrong. They're just wrong. I'm sorry. They're uninterested. They're fundamentally incurious. They're not pursuing any kind of dimension like that. They just want to get to what they believe a review does. And, um, they'll talk about how they love to read and how they they've read a lot of books and therefore they are savvy to the ways of craft. And that's, that's sort of like saying I've eaten a lot of sandwiches, so I know how to bake bread. And this is, this is what irritates me. There's a, a huge section of book talk 
where it is predominantly white women who sit in front of a camera on or near a couch and then talk straight to camera about a book they read with, you know, all these sticky notes and post-its and color coding and, and big dramatic hyperbole and all this stuff to talk about the plot construction or the pacing, what they think is pacing or, or other, other stuff. They, they, they take apart the book and whether or not they liked it. And somehow, some way, their opinions are supposed to compel you to agreement and compel you to either purchase a book or hate it. This is not what a review is supposed to do. This is, unfortunately, in the age of the algorithm, what reviews end up doing. But that's not, the, that's not how reviews started. So let, let's do, and then... Uh, we'll, we'll step over to BookTube in a minute because BookTube does the same thing but in a smaller space. So it's actually more concentrated stupid as opposed to spread out across 15 to 45 minutes on average. Here's the problem in a nutshell. The function of a review is to feed the algorithm, period. It is to give a secondary hit of dopamine to an author. Yay, I got reviewed. Here are some stars. I must therefore be good. Please bring me external validation by the boatload. But beyond that, once that dopamine hit wears off, you're, you've got nothing. There's, there's no positive value there. Because, well... Let's let's look at what it is. It's somebody's opinion. It's somebody's opinion that somebody wrote down. The internet is full of opinions. You're listening to an opinion right now. You are welcome to disagree with this. Go right ahead. My goal, as I have said and will continue to say, is to make you think. Just to get your brain going. Sometimes I'm going to say things that you like. Sometimes I'm going to say things that you don't like. Sometimes I'm going to talk about stuff that has no bearing on what you're doing. Totally fine. Completely okay. But my goal is to get you to think. BookTube and BookTalk, by extension, do not want you to think. They don't encourage thought. They don't bring up any sort of philosophical discourse. They don't bring up any kind of existential question. They don't challenge craft. They don't say, hey, look at this paragraph. Look at the way this is written and see what these commas are doing. Or see how every fourth sentence uses the same dialogue tag. Or see how this entire chapter starts with a character's proper name on every paragraph. They're not looking at that. They're talking about how, oh my God, this character is so spicy. The fuck is spicy? What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? You sound ridiculous. If you're going to be somewhat erudite, while also mentioning, you know, in my book, when I wrote it, eat shit. You know, if you, if, you, if you have to talk about what you've done in the context of talking about somebody else's thing, you have not finished forming your opinion about somebody else's thing. You should have a brain in your head enough to, to be able to talk about that somebody else's thing in its entirety by itself, independent of your own work. I like thing X is not a permission slip for you to talk about thing A and B that you made. It, it doesn't help. It's, it's irrelevant because it's just going to end up leading the listener to think, oh gosh, I wonder if A and B is better than X, which is really what your fucking point was the whole time. And it's kind of shitty of you to kind of, misdirect a little bit, even if you get back on track, just talk about X, but you've got to, you've got to come at it from its construction, from its virtue, from its, its, its composition, from its, its vices and failings and not just whether or not you liked it. I don't like peas. That doesn't mean a pea is an innutritious, 
you know, element that you shouldn't consume. I just don't like them. That doesn't mean peas are, you know, genetically wrong. They're just socially wrong. And you are welcome to like peas. You are welcome to like pea soup. You're welcome to put peas in pot pies and wherever else peas might go. You have at them, man. More for you for sure. But I I gathered my opinion without telling you that, oh, instead of peas, I prefer roasted asparagus. Because it, it doesn't matter what I like. I'm talking specifically and solely about this one thing. Book talk, book tube doesn't do that. They're going to tell you about the how it made them feelness of whatever we're talking about. They're going to talk about the, the way the story is, and they're going to use some terms that sound like they give a shit about craft. They're going to use some terms that sound like they have a brain in their head when it comes to like, oh, this is, this is you know, the pacing. And, the, and they're going to dance around the edges of these ideas because the idea to them is likely impenetrable. Why is it impenetrable? Because they have not stopped to think about it. They have not stopped to ask questions. You don't see them seeking out the answers to these things so that they can be more well-informed beyond, hey, this story has pacing problems. Okay, why does it have pacing problems? What kind of pacing problems does it have? A YA romance novel, for instance, has generally three different kinds of pacing problems that are most common in most constructions. One, because it's heteronormative and therefore you have to follow a certain formula in order to maintain its heteronormativity. Two, it runs afoul of some real stakes issues after a while because it's more of the same over and over. And three, most people draw it out way too goddamn long. But I don't see them saying that. I see them saying how, oh, this book has... Dragons or horses or, uh, I don't fucking know, rain and abs and tragic backstory. So what's the, what's the point? Why do we give weight to these things? Because it's there? Why does that matter? So my question to you is this. The thing I want you to think about is this. They're, they're giving opinions. Why do these opinions, which come to us on our screens or in our ears, why do these opinions carry more weight when they are not backed by some kind of direct information? When they're just, I think this book is this, and here's my, you know, screaming, crying, throwing up section as I swoon over made-up people's weak written bullshit. Why does that matter more than you taking a look and going, oh, this paragraph's too long, it's wordy. I find it hard to understand what is going on. This doesn't have enough description for my imagination. Why don't they attack it that way? What's stopping you from attacking it that way? How do you perceive what you read? And how do you draw your conclusions from it? Are they influenced by the opinions of others first? Or do you read it and then consult everybody else's opinion? Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.